Hi, I'm Alex Childs. I'm 22 years old. I am a personal trainer at Body and Mind Athletics, a gym in Manatick, Ontario. I'm just a regular guy who's been through some stuff. Here to tell you guys that uh, everybody goes through it. And you're listening to the Mountain Movers Podcast. This is the Mountain Movers Podcast, a platform for you, the ones with a voice to be heard, but no microphone to speak it. This is your time, your chance to become more than they believe you are, more than you believe you are. So let's do this together. Welcome back, Mountain Movers. Today, I am joined by the legend that is Alex Childs, a day one homie. And when I say day one, I mean way back in grade two, when we really thought we ran that school. But nonetheless, fast forward 16 years, and here we are. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks, man. Thanks for asking. Pleasure to be on uh, the podcast with you. Of course. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about this for like a little while, you know, can we do an episode here? Can we do an episode there? But it's nice to finally be on the mic, right? Oh, definitely. It's good to actually be here. So I guess just, you know, to start things off, I'd like to hear people's perspective on, you know, sort of the current ongoing uh, pandemic, right? I don't want to start this off on, you know, such a... I don't even want to call it such a negative note because this is the world that we live in today, right? But um, we wrote out the beginning, the beginning of this thing together, and I just want to kind of know, you know, where are you at? How's your head? How's your heart? Man, honestly, uh, the first couple lockdowns they weren't so bad, but I find with this one, it's hitting me a little harder than usual. I don't know why, but I just feel it feels very vacant. I don't know. It feels very um stagnant like I've got nothing going on during the days because I'm not working uh because of the lockdown so I don't really have a schedule so all the days just blur together and I think it's just you know hitting a little harder this time around I think I wonder if that's just because I feel like in the beginning it was easy to picture you know okay if we do this now a few months later it'll all be over but I'm starting to kind of lose touch with that, right? Because oh, yeah. it seems like it just gets extended longer and longer and pushed back and pushed back. So you stop believing in the fact that this will almost ever end, right? Certainly, certainly. And, you know, when you don't really have a set kind of end date and you're just kind of riding it out, it's it's one thing to actually just accept that you're in the quarantine and you're not sure how long it's going to be. But when you start thinking about it or you know, you get into the little details, it really, uh, it can be pretty scary. It can be mm-hmm. pretty, pretty tough. So what do you do to keep busy these days? <laughs> Honestly, uh, not a whole lot. I play a lot of video games, watch some movies. Nice. I uh, try to work out in the basement or the garage, I guess, and then just uh, go on walks with the wife and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard now. I mean, I'm, you're in Ottawa I'm in Toronto Ottawa gets winter a lot harder than Toronto does and so what's the you know I mean I can pop on Google and check the weather but how is it in Ottawa right now kind of cold it's cold yeah lots of snow everywhere 
um, which kind of defeats the purpose of, you know, taking those walks. And normally if it was, I don't know, I had nothing going on, I'd probably go for a run or something, but the weather is so cold. So it kind of makes it hard to do any outdoor activities, even stuff like going to the outdoor rinks is as much as you can now, like you can't play any hockey or anything like that. You're not supposed to exceed the limit of people, but even still doing that stuff is just kind of tough because it's so cool outside. You want to stay inside anyways. So what are you holding on to? I mean, yes, it's hard to see that kind of, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel, but what's getting you through this? What are you holding on to? I just don't want to, you know, kind of fall into place and, you know, get into one of those darker areas where I let everything kind of get to me. Mm. So kind of stay positive, kind of, you know, live in the moment, take day by day and just hope that things get better sooner than later. And you're obviously, you know, keeping up with the news and all of the case numbers and stuff like that. It's, uh, you know, it helps to get by, helps to see where things are going. And honestly, like as, as, as a person of science, I kind of think it'll get better soon. And, you know, um, all the vaccines came out and stuff like that. And obviously it's not going to be around for the general public for a little bit. And I was a little skeptical about it, but I'd, I'd still take it anyways, because, you know, I'm hoping that everybody will get better once uh, that rolls around. So shouldn't be too much longer. I think they said by like September or something or a little later than that, uh, everybody will have the vaccine. So not too much, not too much longer. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, for fingers sure. crossed for sure. So before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I want to give the listeners a look back on sort of where you've come and, you know, what your journey has looked like to this point. You know, I know it, mm-hmm. right? I know yeah, certainly. sort of um, experienced and, you know, the kind of person that you are, but our listeners don't. So let's take it back a bit. What was, say, you know, preteen and teen Alex like? <laughs> preteen and teen Alex, wow. Um I don't know. I, I've, I guess preteen and teen Alex is a lot more, um, I guess, you know, he, he's pretty immature at the time. He thought he had the, his head wrapped around almost everything, even though he didn't. So I guess he, he was pretty similar to me today. You know, he's pretty relaxed, pretty easygoing, pretty open-minded, um, definitely a little more short-tempered than he is now. Um, but just a lot more active for sure. He was definitely a lot more involved in a lot of things. Um, he was certainly going places or at least it looked it, you know, he was, he was kind of shooting for the stars, kind of hoping things go pretty well, mm-hmm. pretty, although I think I'd say probably a little more optimistic, I guess. Um, but you know, it's just how it goes when you're younger. When you are younger, you have yet to experience some of the things that may you know, make you lose that optimistic mindset, right? So what mm-hmm. um, what do you think was that first taste of like, holy <clears throat> shit, you know, I'm growing up? Um, I Okay, so, you know, go, go, growing up and having all the experiences that I've been through and kind of looking back at it now, I guess I, even when I thought that I was growing up, um, I think the point that really hit me when I was like, wow, I, I'm definitely grown from and matured from where I've I've been was kind of like looking back at either you know relationships with my family or relationships with significant others in the past where 
Um, you know, sometimes I always, I, I would kind of, you know, teen Alex, young teen Alex, he would always kind of feel bad for himself because he always tried his hardest, but I never really understood why things didn't work out. And I guess more so in the recent years, kind of looking back on it, he's realized, you know, you know, maybe he wasn't right or maybe he, you know, didn't, shouldn't, shouldn't felt that way. Or if he did, shouldn't have acted out on it because there's reasons for what's going on and, you know, kind of accepting that not everything's going to work out or, you know, he was a little blinded by what was going on, heading into it with, you know, not as much knowledge as I have now, or I don't know, I guess, I guess kind of just regretting the way I acted looking back on the past relationships. I, I definitely think I could have handled things better. Mm-hmm. And I think that definitely uh, made me realize that I was growing up kind of not blaming anybody or not feeling bad for myself, but kind of feeling almost like an idiot for the way that I acted or just feeling very naive, I guess. That made me feel really grow, grown up for sure. But taking it back to, you know, being in that, you know, preteen, teen mindset, you know, yeah. it's hard to even just, you know, fathom the fact that, okay, maybe you are wrong or maybe um, things should be happening differently than they are, right? Certainly, certainly. And, you know, when I was a teen, um, I liked, I used to be called for like pretty mature for my age. And I like to, I like to think that I was pretty mature for my age at the time too. Um, but it's just, you don't know. You know, like you, you just haven't experienced it yet or you just, you know, you haven't kind of woken up from the world that you're living in now. And once you take that step forward into kind of more of like the adult world, you kind of realize then. So it's, it, it is hard. It is very hard to realize at the time. And obviously I wish I could have, but, you know, it's just not how it goes all the time. But yeah. Well, I can say with total confidence that you are one of the most driven people I know, okay? But drive drive doesn't always get the job done, right? So I guess this next question is sort of what do you think some of the qualities um, that people need to make shit happen to get the job done? Um, I would probably say that, yeah, because, you know, drive is only going to get you um, so far. But you really have to hold yourself reliable to do something that you want, you know, because there's going to be days where your drive is going to hit a stop or it's going to hit a wall and you're not going to want to or you're not going to be able to have that the rest of the motivation to actually get something done. But you really got to hold yourself accountable and hold yourself responsible for something that if you want, if you have a goal, you really got to, you know, discipline yourself and try to set some parameters where you have to get things done. Uh, no matter what, because otherwise it's just not going to. And was this a hard thing to grab onto, or do you think that you have sort of embodied those qualities throughout your whole life? Oh, no, I, I, yeah, no, I definitely had to, you know, kind of work towards that. So I've always had a drive. I've always, like you said, I've always been a pretty driven person. Um, But I have like at least teen Alex had a tendency of kind of feeling bad for himself. Because, you know, when you try your best and things still don't work out, it's it can be pretty tough. But I guess present me, you know, he realizes that even if he does drive, it's not just going to work out just because you tried. You really got to, you know, set some bars or give yourself something to do, set some goals and give yourself instructions on um, how to just kick yourself in the butt if things don't work out and push yourself even harder. Mm. I 
Okay. You know, we can talk about motivation and sort of this mindset that we need, but it's yeah. not until you really experience something that is when you make that shift, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I guess, yeah, let's just jump right into the meat and potatoes of this episode. You okay. mentioned a little earlier that, you know, you have um, gotten to these dark places and you've yeah. faced your demon head on. Can you talk to us a bit about that? Absolutely. So I guess um, there's always been a couple, um, I guess, areas that more so give me a hard time and really put me into those dark places. Um, the first one, it, you know, and I didn't really realize this until I got a little bit older, but my mom and I have always had like a very interesting relationship to say the least. Uh, she's always wanted me to be the best that I can be. And she didn't have all of the opportunities that I had growing up. So she wanted to really get me to capitalize on those opportunities and really, you know, shoot for the stars, like I was saying before. And for me, that was just a lot of pressure. And I didn't always want to do the things that she had either signed me up for or put me into. And so we butt heads a lot. And there was a lot of screaming, a lot of, uh, you know, days where I'd go home crying or I wouldn't want to go home because I don't, you know, I, there's just a lot of trauma and a lot of yelling going on there. And so that, that was definitely one of them, you know, and the more that I think about it, the more I realize that's probably where I get a lot of my traits or a lot of my characteristics. And like, don't get me wrong. Like my, my mom is a, a great person and uh, I think she did a good job of raising me the way, um, the way that she did. Cause you know, I, I got a lot of friends and people obviously I don't want to like toot my own horn but I, I seem to be pretty good at um, you know making friends or just getting to know people and I think it's just because of you know that past trauma which put me into the, the dark places but uh, that's one of them so just stuff at home with my mom you know that that affected me for a long time um, but then the next one was relationships that one uh, that one is probably the biggest hit <laughs> that I took and uh, it took a while for me to, you know, not be so affected by them. Um, because like I was saying before, I like, I like to put everything into what I'm doing, whether, you know, it's a job or uh, school relationships. I always put, or I always give my all. And so a lot of the times, you know, people we're young um, and like I've had, I'm on my fourth relationship now or a serious relationship now since I was, a uh, team but you know through those years no matter you know how serious you may think they are you guys are still, like you're still young so you don't always realize it or um, you don't always you know realize that your expectations of the relationship are a little um, you know too, they're, they're too much they can be a little overzealous and um, not having any reciprocation and not um, you know having that relationship meet uh, you, where you were hoping it was going to be, you know, having falling short of your expectations that that really hit me hard. And, you know, it made me kind of really doubt myself and question if there's something wrong with me or, uh, you know, just if I'm doing something wrong and that put me into a really dark place for sure. Um, and then on top of that, I'd say the third kind of area that brings me a lot of trauma is school. You know, in high school, I was, uh, I, 
I was a pretty good student. I got uh, pretty good grades, which helped me get into university and got me a scholarship and stuff like that. Um, and for those of you who don't know, so I went to Ottawa U for human kinetics and a Bachelor of Science. I had originally planned on going to Waterloo for kinesiology because I'd gotten a scholarship there and I was going to be admitted to the co-op program, which I thought would have been very good, but my parents wouldn't let me go. So they wanted me to stay in Ottawa. So I did. So I went to Ottawa U and staying at home where my home was um, for my years at Ottawa U, it was about an hour and a half to an hour and a 45 minute bus ride to campus which doesn't like, it's a, it's a decent amount of time. You know, most, most students have to do that anyways. Like a lot of people who live at home have to do that, but tying that in with kind of the workload that I had, I remember I had calculated um, the hours that of, like, of schoolwork that I had during the week. And then I tried to throw in the amount of uh, hours I was working and then throw in the assignments and the tests and the projects and the labs and all that stuff. And I had about 27 to 28 hours of class, 30 hours of work, uh, maybe two assignments, two tests, and two labs due every week or two, and, uh, and then homework on top of that to try and stay on top of what was going on in class. And it was just so overwhelming. You know, I wasn't sleeping. Um, all of the friends that I had made at school were pretty much on campus all the time because they lived in res. So I would see them during class and then I wouldn't be able to see them afterwards. And they just had such a easier time, you know, going to the library and then going back to the rooms where I would have to stay on campus from six or 7 a.m. until about 10 p.m. studying and trying to get work done. Cause I knew that when I get home, it's gonna take me two hours and it's gonna be late by the time that happens. And, you know, having classes dispersed in between kind of makes it hard to commute uh, back and forth when you live so far and then trying to eat in between there, making your meals, packing everything. So you don't go hungry right. through the days as whole oh, man. That was, that was really stressful. It takes For a toll sure. on you. It takes a big toll, big, big toll. And you know, and you almost, um, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. And, well, I was just going to say, you almost don't realize, you know, <laughs> what it's doing. No, definitely. And yeah. And, and I, I think that could be also part of the fact that, you know, school, is such uh, like a high praised goal. And obviously like it is, it's, it's very good to get your education. It is very important whether, you know, you go to school to do that or get your education somewhere else. It's, it's very important to educate yourself. And so uh, having a job promised at the end of your degree or kind of uh, what you're going in for for school, it, it can be very very easy to kind of neglect all of the things that are going on when you have that in mind you know like yeah I may not be sleeping now but once I'm done school I'll have a job and it'll be good but then you know you, you kind of overlook all the things that are happening in the moment and it, it can sneak up on you real fast yeah for sure so what was it like feeling like everything's good everything's fine and then hitting that wall to the point where it all came crashing down. Oh, it was the scariest thing of my life. I've never felt so hopeless or helpless. Um, yeah, in my entire life, it was it was pretty scary, you know, because uh, one moment you think you have everything good, have everything set, and then next thing you know, there's five things that are due tomorrow, and you still got to work, you need to pay money to go to school and to eat and stuff like that, and 
you just have no idea how you're going to handle it or no idea how you can even manage it. And then all of a sudden the, you know, the ground underneath your feet collapses and you're just falling. You have no idea what's going on. It's, it's pretty, it's a pretty scary feeling for sure. Well, you know, I know you very well, Alex, but Mm -hmm. um, the listeners may have just gotten a taste of this, but you are a people person, you know, these relationships Mm -hmm. that you talk about, whether it's with your family or with your significant others, you put your all into that because that's just who you are. You know, you're not doing it to get anything in return. And I can say that with, you know, complete honesty. Um, But sort of when you feel like you don't have control over those things, in a sense, um, it's hard to, it's hard to maintain that same quality. It's hard to maintain that same type of giving because there's only so much you can give, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, you know, I've, I've always uh, been a person who thought that, you know, if you, if you try your very best, no matter what you do, or no matter what you're trying for, you will succeed if you try your very best. And so when it, when it comes to the point where you, you think that you've tried your best and things just don't work out and you don't achieve what you wanted to achieve. You can, you know, you just don't understand, like you don't know what to do. And when that happened to me, it kind of put me into a panic, you know, like what am I doing wrong? Or, you know, like, am I supposed to be doing something else? And it, it can really take a toll. It's, it's, it's a pretty big uh, wake up call, you know, it can be pretty tough. All right. So, you know, you have that relationship with your mom, you've had that relationship with significant others, and then ultimately school was sort of that breaking point where you didn't feel like you had that control. Yeah. Has there been a point in your life yet where you just had to fully accept those things that you could not control? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm sure that you would know this very well because uh, you were there for that moment. Um, So for those of you guys who don't know, uh, there was a couple, I think a few years back now, um, it was my second year university. I think my uh, girlfriend at the time had just broken up with me and school was super overwhelming. And I was in a really, really bad spot um, for a long time, you know, definitely the lowest uh, that I'd been. And then one day I went driving around with Jake and a couple of other buddies And it just kind of hit me, you know, where I just realized that I can't control all these things. And, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, I just kind of have to roll the punches, kind of go with the flow and deal with what's been dealt to me and then try to work my way up from there. And that that helped a lot for sure. That was probably the biggest moment where I realized I, you know, I can't control these things, but it's not necessarily the end of the world. So how did you, you know, shift that mindset and like I said before, you know, accepting those things you can't control, but, you know, depending on what, uh, what hand you're dealt, you know, you're not always yeah. going to be able to pick which cards you do get dealt, right? So yeah, what do you do to kind of make the best out of those cards that you do have? Um, you know, I like to, so in, in terms of, you know, um, making the best of the cards that you're dealt, I kind of like to try to like to look at the positives just look at the little things, you know, cause the little things they can add up and it can really turn your day around. And that helped me a lot. Um, but also again, I, you know, this isn't for everyone, of course, because everybody's different, but for me, I'm, 
I hold a very high bar for myself. You know, I've had a bar held pretty high for me my whole life. And I hate falling through with expectations and I hate letting people down. And so for me, uh, to kind of deal with what was going on, I just had to, you know, hold myself reliable. I, was, I, I had to tell myself, you're, you're not going to let this get the best of you. You know, yeah, it sucks, but it doesn't mean that you have to let it, you know, control the rest of your life because you can't control it. So don't let it control you. And then, you know, I just, I tried to just accept what I had in the cards and realize that it's not as bad as you think it is. You know, take, take the little things like I was saying and then roll with the punches. Absolutely. Dude, uh, yes, I was there in that, in that moment that you had mentioned. That car ride was, mm-hmm. was very needed. But there's a lot of people out there who don't have that. They don't get the car ride, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, that, that can be tough, man, for sure. Absolutely. So what, what I guess, is, has there been a time where, you know, the homies are, you know, more often than not, they're there for you, but where you felt completely alone? Yes, definitely. You know, and it, it's not like... Um, you know, it's not like even when the homie's around, it doesn't mean that they're there. It's sometimes you can still feel alone, you know, and that's that's probably one of the most painful feelings that you can have is having people that you love around and still feel alone. And that's why I'm saying, you know, everybody's different. Not everybody has, you know, the support that I had, which I was very lucky and I'm very grateful for. So it, it can be really tough, but um, you know, not not having people around and feeling so alone can feel very crushing. But mm. and you know, and, and of course, I've been there. Like I, like I said, um, but it's so it, it can it can be tough because when you're when you have those feelings, you feel alone and you feel um, you know like you're depressed and you know you're, everything around you is pretty dark. It can be very hard to see um, if people are around you, mm. and you know it, it, you don't need to be. A specific person, um, or like a uh, be in a personal relationship with uh, anybody else to have them, you know, reach out to you. There's people all around uh, that have been through this kind of situation that are more than happy to just talk or just mm-hmm. be there just to help, you know. And like, so I didn't do this, but seeking professional help was definitely something that. Um, would benefit a lot of people and then even if not you know there's a lot of call lines and stuff like that which can be also very tough to you know go to I personally myself did not go to any of those because I just couldn't muster up enough courage or you know I didn't I felt like you know other people are going through it and my my situation wasn't that bad so I didn't go to that um but and this 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 might sound pretty tough, but I I do think that is it is the best way to kind of get out of that situation, you know, because if you're feeling like that, the only person, no matter who's around you, the only person that's going to be able to help you is yourself. And if you don't take that second to give yourself a chance, then nobody else will, you know. It's it's or even if they do, like. Who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? You know, you got to take a second to try and show some self-worth or just, you know, try to build something up to believe that you're worth sticking around and you're worth, you know, coming out of that dark spot. So 
it's again you know it, it is tough to say but you do have to hold yourself reliable or not reliable but hold yourself responsible and uh accountable for the way that you're feeling because mm-hmm. yeah and usually it's very hard to feel those things right i mean Mm-hmm. it's not easy to you know go from this place where you feel very high and very mighty to then fall into this pit where it's almost the complete opposite but you just gotta, gotta feel it absolutely absolutely and I, i'd say that probably the biggest part of that is you know comparing and any comparisons that you're doing because for me a lot of the a lot of my dark spots were uh, you know, through comparisons where I was at a really big high point and then I dropped down to my lowest part and I would just reflect on all the good parts and then it made me feel like I had nothing, you know, anymore. So that can be the your worst enemy, you know, as yourself and comparing yourself, whether it's to the past you or, you know, other people. Um, that That is, that is going to be the biggest obstacle to tackle for sure. Yeah. Well, something that we've had some pretty big talks about, you know, year after year is uh, the annual Bell Let's Talk campaign. You know, yeah, obviously sure. this means a great deal to you, but can we dive yeah. into a bit about why that means so much to you and what it actually means to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, the Bell Let's Talk is just, um, you know, it's it's there to kind of address mental health and try to get people to reach out and, you know, talk to people about their mental illness. Um, and for me, that is, that is so important because, you know, even, you know, a lot of people might think that they're just sad or they're just in a rough spot. Some people might not even address that they, or even, you know, they, they might not agree that they're in a bad spot. They, they're just feeling off, you know, and it can be really, really tough to get out of that spot. And it can, it can take a big toll. You know, anybody can have it. That, that's that's also another thing that, you know, I've come to learn that no matter who it is in your life, you can never know that they're going through a rough time and they're suffering from heavy mental illness. So I just think it's really good to spread the awareness. You know, the, the more people that kind of either open up on that day or the more people that uh, spread the awareness can, can kind of show everybody that, you know, you're not alone. And you don't have to feel bad for feeling that way. Because I know for me, like, uh, you know this, but not not a lot of people know this. So um, when I was at my low points, I I didn't know if I wanted, you know, to keep going. I didn't know if I wanted to see tomorrow. And it was just a lot of suffering, a lot of, like, suffering alone and not talking to anybody about it. And that's, that's because, you know, I was too prideful. I did, I thought that I should be ashamed for feeling this way because, you know, so many people everywhere else have it so much worse. And why am I, you know, being such a suck up to the way that I'm feeling now? But, you know, I I didn't realize until later that, you know, I had some serious stuff going on and yeah, people elsewhere have, uh, you know, worse situations but that doesn't mean that i'm not going through a really tough time and i could also use some help Mm -hmm. and so i think that that's why you know it's so important to me and i haven't really shared my experiences um with a lot of people i do like to um step in when i feel like i can help out a little bit Mm -hmm. but yeah that is definitely why it's so important to me would you say that's why you're jumping on the microphone today why you're jumping on 
uh, the Mountain Movers podcast to kind of shed the light on the situation and let people know that, you know, even if you do look like a regular person, you may still absolutely, absolutely, definitely. And, you know, that's, I really love, uh, you, know, you know, your podcast, Mountain Movers podcast, you know, it's very motivational, kind of ties in, you know, people from all around to share their story and, you know, the hard work they've gone through and the experiences they've gone through. And, you know, you, you actually have like a lot of pretty big names out there, which is super cool, by the way. It's super duper cool. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to bring in somebody who probably a very small margin of people know, um, and probably, you know, your listeners don't know very well, uh, to kind of show that, you know, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. And, you know, for our friends, um, you know, like a lot of people, always thought of me as like a very happy person I, I like to smile a lot I don't like to show um, if I'm in any kind of pain I like to kind of keep that to myself because I think it's my burden um, but yeah the, you know until a couple of years ago until I opened up nobody knew that I felt that way and I was going through really th- I was in a lot of deep pain and nobody knew about it so it, it's I think it's yeah definitely important for me to get on here and you know just show everybody that it can be anybody Obviously, I'm happy to have you, bro. Always, always, always. But I do want to mention here that, yes, you've gone through your fair share of shit to end up chatting Mm -hmm. with me here today. But can you remember, you know, a specific moment where, you you know, you just mentioned that um, there were times where you, you know, couldn't see tomorrow. Can you take me through that a bit more and sort of the mind, the mindset that you had to ultimately get to tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I was in that deep spot, like I was talking about earlier, you know, there's a lot of external factors um, that were affecting uh, my headset or my headspace. You know, school, my relationship with my mom was pretty rough. School is, yeah, very overwhelming. Relationships weren't going well. And I just felt like, you know, I had nothing going for me. I felt like I was just at a very deep spot and I felt very worthless. I felt you know, like, there's just no point, like, why am I, you know, why do I exist? Like, there's nothing going for me. All I do is, you know, hurt. So why bother keep going? And, you know, as as super cheesy as this is to say, you know, one day I was watching uh, Big Hero 6, the Disney movie. Mm. And um, the main character is this kid named Hero, and he has an older brother, and they kind of uh, resembled me and my younger brother. And, you know, just watching, you know, the, the main, the protagonist hero going through all of that turmoil after his brother died. I just, that, that shook me up so much. I just, you know, I thought that if I can't be strong for myself, I have to be strong for my brother. Cause I would never want him to go through all that stuff that, you know, that kid had to go through in the movie and, you know, it's super cheesy, but that, that really woke me up, um, you know, to, try and be strong not for me but for other people and for my brother to so that they wouldn't be sad and they wouldn't feel the same way that I'm feeling because I wouldn't wish that upon anybody right so that that was really what changed my mindset dude I'm gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) uh well obviously I'm happy like I said to have you here dude Mm -hmm. like you have no idea what that means to me um I did want to you know talk a bit about uh, growing up, and obviously we've mentioned uh, 
sort of how you've um, evolved since I guess your preteen years to your teen years you know we're 22 yeah. now going on 23 but you know as we grow up we come to a point in our journey where things stop feeling like they're in that sort of in-between phase of you know being real and being you know kind of just like a, a dream almost and they just start yeah. always feeling real I don't know if you can <laughs> can relate to that at all but I feel like when you're fully invested in what you're doing and not just going through the motions it makes um, feeling like there's this weight on you um, mm -hmm. kind of release a bit you know opportunities Certainly. sort of come out of nowhere people come into your life that you never thought would ever come into your life have you ever felt like that <laughs> absolutely big time actually and very recently too so um i'm a personal trainer uh i work at a gym in manatee called body and mind athletics it's a pretty new gym just opened up uh, within the year and uh that opportunity came out of nowhere um and you know i jumped on it i i, I said yeah let's let's do it and at the time it didn't really feel real i kind of you know, I thought it was more more of like a kind of like a dream job because I've always wanted to do something like that, you know, work with people, help them better themselves, get stronger, feel better, stuff like that. And then uh, throughout the year, I started, you know, um, kind of feeling more comfortable with the job. I started getting some clients for uh, PT, personal training. And then one day I was like, wow, this this is real. Like, I, I feel great. You know, I have a job that I've always wanted. And I get to talk to people and meet new people. And there's so many, you know, like amazing people. And, and then um, it just, yeah, it just hit me one day. I was like, wow, this, this is real. This is, this is pretty awesome. Well, what does personal training, uh, you know, as a hobby or as a job or whatever it means to you, what does it mean to you? That's, that's a good question. So, uh, I mean, personal training for me, you know, I, I love to help other people, whether they want the help or not. I love to try and, you know, make people feel better. I like to try and help them along their way. Um, and for me, personal training is, is kind of a great outlet for that, you know, because people want to better themselves already. So they're invested into, uh, you know, my job and they're invested into me and that feels so fulfilling, you know, and, um, seeing the results and seeing how happy they get after working with me and just seeing how they feel stronger about themselves, not only about their physical appearance, but their, uh, you know, mental uh, being, they feel stronger, they feel happier, they feel like they're in a better place. And that is probably the best thing that I could ask for. Super duper cool. Super duper cool. And it wasn't until you sort of just, you know, let life do its thing that that really came into your life, right? Yeah, exactly, actually. So it was during quarantine, uh, the opportunity popped up and I hadn't really been looking for anything. I was working at uh, my old job, you know, just kind of going with the flow. I was already comfortable there. I, uh, I wasn't really looking for anything. And then the opportunity popped up and I just jumped on it. I was like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's kind of funny how, you know, I wasn't looking for anything and it, it just found me pretty cool always very cool and i think that's only gonna get more real you know as we continue Absolutely. on our journey you know that's not the first taste of it that you're gonna get right mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to think about you know what what else is out there what else is out there that we don't even know is out there yeah 
Definitely. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're mentioning how we're getting older, you know, 22 going to 23. Um, my roommate, you know, Scott. So one of my roommates and I were talking about how we're turning 23 this year. Shout out, I don't know why. Yeah. Shout out Scotty. Um, I don't know why, but 23 just feels very grown up. I don't know why 22. I was like, cool. You know, I'm, I'm getting older, but 23 makes me feel like, wow, I, I'm getting old. I'm going to start a life soon, you know? So definitely looking forward to what's to come. You know, obviously I have goals that I want to achieve, but you know, now that I've gone through everything, I just, I don't feel like rushing it. You know, I just feel like I'll just see how the days go by and do what I'm doing. And then something will pop up. Man, that's really all we can do. eh? Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Especially in quarantine too. Yeah. I mean, when this obviously is, you know, lifted, when the restrictions are lifted and, you know, we're able to make, you know, more things happen, that's when things will start to feel a little bit normal again, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of waiting for everything to open up, get a sense of normality. Yeah. I definitely feel that too. So before we wrap things up, um, I do want to mm-hmm. ask you this final question, okay? So okay. if you could give 13-year-old Alex a piece of advice based off, you know, what you've learned since then, what would you say? Ooh, one thing, one personal thing. Wow, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so much, so much that I'd want to tell him, so much for sure. Um, that is a good question. I feel like, you know, young Alex, he definitely doubted a lot of stuff. He was definitely, you know, worried that things weren't going to fall into place. So I guess I would tell him to have patience, Mm. just to be patient. You know, things are going to happen. You just got to sit through them. It's just life. You know, you're going through it to learn. Oh, actually, you know what? No, I would tell him to learn from the mistakes or if I fail to learn from my failures so that I can succeed in the future. I think that would definitely be what I would tell him because that is the biggest thing that's happened to me for sure is learning from the past. Well, I feel like how we learn from our mistakes really defines the people, the the kind of person that we are. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I wish we could go back and tell Alex that uh, Jake would become a better super smash bros player than him. (laughs) That is hilarious. So just to wrap things up, I did talk to you about the Mountain Minute. Are you ready for that? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. This This is the Mountain Minute. All right, three, two, one. Favorite movie? Favorite movie, Lilo and Stitch. Favorite food? Um, A Filipino dish called um, Pancet. Go-to breakfast? Definitely eggs on rice. Favorite song? Favorite song? Oh my gosh. Uh, Before you go, Louis Capaldi. Where did you first hear this song? Spotify. Oh, at my old house or in my car? What is your guilty pleasure song? My guilty pleasure song? Anything by Taylor Swift, for sure. Favorite day of the week? Favorite day of the week? 
least favorite day of the week? Monday. No doubt in my mind. Favorite color? Blue. What time do you usually go to bed? Uh, when I'm working, like 9 o'clock, 9.30. When I'm not, it's been a bit of a 3 a.m. kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? Uh, when I'm working, 4.30 a.m. When I'm not, more so like 10. If you could make any animal your pet, what animal would you choose? It would be a lynx, for sure. Love if you animal. could... If you could change the stigma around one thing in the world, what would it be? Uh, stigma around one thing, um, definitely racism. I hate that so much. If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? Uh, probably no one, to be honest. If you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Oh, the ability to alter chemical structures. Only you would say that. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet or salty? Uh, Salty. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Rain or shine? Shine. Day or night? Day. Favorite number? 16. Where do you want to travel? uh, Hawaii. Absolutely. Fill in the blank. This podcast is? Dope. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is now that you're on it. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> well, Alex, I just want to I want to thank you. I know that it's not easy to always talk about the parts of you that aren't pretty and the parts of you yeah. that aren't clean and polished, but you know what? I think that this is a big step forward in just opening up that conversation to I, and opening that conversation up between, you know, very good friends, you know? Absolutely. That it makes it so much easier. So much easier. Well, I for appreciate sure. you. I appreciate you being on the microphone and thank you for uh, your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Pleasure to be on the podcast. Of course. All right. See you later. Yeah, have a good day. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Mountain Movers podcast. Join our community on Instagram at Mountain Movers Pod. Rate and review us on all streaming platforms and let's grow the Mountain Movers community together. Until next time, keep climbing. Love always, Jake. Jake.